Have you ever experienced a transformational time in your workplace that demanded agile thinking, new combinations of skills, a higher level of collaboration, and a growth mindset? In this episode, I have Anurata Mayer of Wind River on the podcast to discuss the importance of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging for any company looking to thrive as we move into the future of work. Anurata Mayer leads Wind River's Global People in Places team. She is responsible for making the company's cultural attributes of growth mindset, customer focus, and diversity and inclusion the lived experience at Wind River, as well as driving the company's talent development and acquisition strategy. She has deep experience driving complex and global transformation and change, accelerating business outcomes by designing innovative HR strategies, and cultivating a positive and engaging people experience. She joined Wind River from Cisco, where she most recently served as head of people and communities for customer experience, responsible for organizational effectiveness, diversity, equity, and inclusion, workforce planning, talent strategies, talent acquisition, leadership development, and executive coaching. Okay, she is a rock star. She's amazing, and you're really going to enjoy this conversation. And in this conversation, Anurata and I discuss Wind River's focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging as one of their core values and how that plays out in their day-to-day interactions the importance of vulnerability and trust in building strong teams and relationships, strategies to address biases in the hiring process, such as diverse interview panels and candidate slates, how commitment to healthy, rigorous debate in teams leads to better business outcomes and a culture of trust and collaboration, and adopting agile approaches in talent management, including continuous feedback sessions for better employee development, and so, so much more. Listen in to hear more about how embracing curiosity, a growth mindset, and an openness to healthy debate will strengthen you as a leader, your team as a cohesive unit, and your organization as a whole. Okay, here we go. If you are new to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, hello and welcome. I'm Jody Flynn. I'm the CEO and founder of Women Taking the Lead, a leadership development company that works with organizations and boards to close the performance gap by attracting, developing, and successfully promoting more women into senior levels of leadership. I help organizations realize these benefits through coaching, consulting, leadership development programs, and keynotes. I am now the past president of the board for the Maine Women's Conference, and I have the privilege and joy to work with women leaders to hone the skills and the mindset that allow them to grow into and then thrive in senior leadership. My specialization is working with women who are still stabilizing after their last promotion and those who want to be ready for the next one. If we are not already connected on LinkedIn, please send me an invitation to connect. You can find me directly at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Jody Flynn, or you can search on the platform for Jody Flynn. I'm 
very active on LinkedIn, so I should be at or near the top of the search results. Be sure to add a note to the invitation, letting me know you're a listener of the podcast. I would love to connect with you and get to know you better. Welcome to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, Senorata. Jody, thank you so much for having me. So glad to be here. What an honor. I'm honored, you know, and and I'm going to kick right off with uh, sharing something with everyone, like really some amazing language that I read on the Wind River Diversity, Equity and Inclusion and Belonging page. And for the sake of everyone and myself, I'm going to just use DEIB going forward, but wanted to make sure everybody knew what um, that acronym stood for. So I was on the Wind River Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion and Belonging page, and right near the top, I saw this quote. We are experiencing a transformational time in the workplace and in society that demands agile thinking, new combinations of skills and experiences, a higher level of collaboration, and a growth mindset culture. We know that a heterogeneous workforce benefits all of us. Inclusive and diverse teams produce original ideas, increase creativity, and are more productive. I can't agree more, but we're going to dive into this a little bit. Like I read this and I was like, yes, she just articulated something that has been kicking around in my head for quite a while. Before we we dive into how do you get there, share with us some examples of how this is actively playing out at Wind River currently. I, I love this question, and I'm I'm so glad you honed in on that particular piece um, because we are so passionate about DEIB and Wind River. And it's right is squarely in our values. And so our, our three main values are customer focus, having a growth mindset, and diversity and inclusion. And we believe the world is diverse and, and the planet and, you know, inside Wind River, we should be representing everyone on the planet. So that's one of our major beliefs. And these values carry into um, how we reward people, how we um, highlight you know, the, even things like promotions, when we think about um, one of the first things when I came to Wind River, I was in a session where we were talking about promoting some of our leaders. And we talked about, do they have, do they have a growth mindset? Are they focused on the customer? Do they embrace diversity of thought? So these are, uh, they're weaved through how we run our business. And what do you see in the culture? Like if somebody didn't know your values and they like just got a window into day-to-day comings and goings at Wind River. Like I'm sure you're all spread out in their various like divisions and departments and, and things. But if they were to pop into any of the different areas of Wind River, what would they see that, you know, would like without knowing what the values are, would see those values in action? Yeah, I love that question. The um, uh, When I first came to Wind River, I went on a listening tour and I met 350 people in small group listening sessions. It was phenomenal, phenomenal to, to, to meet all these people and to hear what's on their mind. And one of the things that I heard um, 
And that comes up when you're in conversation with people is this, uh, the, the, I mentioned the focus on the growth mindset. And we also have a boot camp. It's called Grow. And it's focused on how do we how do we develop this growth mindset? Because it's not one of those things that you can wake up, Jody, and say, I have a growth mindset. <laughs> we have to, we have to practice, we have to learn, we have to unlearn some things. And so we've had hundreds of our employees go through the growth mindset and at Grow Bootcamp, excuse me, and they really, really bring this up in conversations. I think that's one of the, the things that really stood out to me when I got to Wind River is um not only do we say we want people to have a growth mindset, we've invested in them to help them learn the growth mindset. And so growth mindset is about being curious. It's the confidence to face challenges and failures and learn from them. And then fundamentally believing that our success is, is unlimited. And it's, it's only about our willingness to commit. Like if we really want to do something that we can find a way forward. And so how this plays out is um, you hear people talk about, like, even when I got first started, people would say, I can't wait to learn from you. That, that was how, one of the ways I was welcomed in the company. I just really appreciated the focus on learning and the tolerance for when things don't go well. It's okay. We, let's take the learning and move forward. So there's a, there's a um, culture of collaboration and a culture of support. So... What I'm hearing is there is training that goes on that really helps people to develop that growth mindset and the skills to like bring it out into the workplace. And you know what, Inurata, I you really like, I loved how you talked about the listening tour and how important that is when you're first coming in and working with a new group, because especially, you know, with women taking the lead, we're oftentimes talking to women who are newly promoted you know, I'm thinking like within the last like nine months or so, or they're women who want to get to that next level. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, we don't often hear anyone talking about the listening tour. What were some of the other things that came out of, you know, that, that tour? And like, what was the number again? Over 300 people? Over 300. And I continue to listen. I at least have um, three listening sessions uh, a month because I think it's really important to keep your fingers on the pulse of what's happening in an organization. Um, and I listen to different, you know, segments of our of our workforce, like women in sales and uh, first line managers, our executive population, people in in countries that maybe don't get as much attention. And um, some of the things that came out of it, I, I rolled up themes to our executive team. And one of the things that was kind of loud and clear is that Wind River is this great company. Like our glass door ratings are awesome. Like people, the way people talk about the company inside the was so phenomenally positive, but it's not well known. <laughs> like in our industry, we're not well known. And so one of the things that we have invested in, in a huge way, is our brand. And, um, and, you know, now we are certified as a great place to work in six countries. That's just a, as that's just one example of how we focused on our brand. And, and we've had all these people inside the company, like posting on social media, they're so proud. And so we want to have, um, 
from a from an attraction standpoint, but also from how people feel inside the company about how proud they are to work for Wind River. We want to really exploit that feeling and how people know that this is this is a great place to work. Yeah. I, thank you for that reminder. I meant to say congratulations to you because you mentioned getting best places of to work in six countries, which also qualifies you to proclaim you are a global best place to work as well. So congratulations. That's amazing. And a great segue to another thing. Um, I wanted to just dive a little deeper into, and I know you have examples of this from your own career, but like, I, I know just putting myself into the headspace of a lot of women who are listening right now is like, how do you, how do you bring that to life? Like, how do you do that in your own workplace? Can you share with us some ideas or tips or strategies for really bringing DEIB to the forefront in your own workplace? One of the, one of the things that we really want to celebrate is the people inside um, Wind River that have different views. And, and one of the ways you can do that is through our employee resource groups. So we had three when, when I first joined. We had a women's group and, um, and as one example, and this women's group was doing great things. They continue to do great things. We've added um, uh, an, a couple more ERGs, including a neurodiversity ERG, mm-hmm. and a pride ERG. And we're so proud that there is so much um, energy. So these people come together, they have a common you know, interest, they support each other. And then we have a bunch of allies as well that, that mm-hmm. we have one leader, for example, who has neurodiverse children. And so he's part of this uh, employee resource group and he has supported other people. He has got, you know, gotten support as well. And we understand their unique needs as well. So that's that's a really important one for us is that we understand what are the needs of some of these um, organizations, for some, some of these groups, and um, how do we support them in, in a better way? And that's one of the things that uh, you know took some took some time to stand up, but now has created some really healthy tension. And some better outcomes for us because we're having conversations we've never had before, particularly on things like neurodiverse and pride. Mental fitness is your capacity to respond to life's challenges with a positive rather than a negative mindset. What diminishes your mental fitness is internal saboteurs. Saboteurs are the voices in your head that generate negative emotions in the way you handle life's everyday challenges. They represent automated patterns in your mind for how to think, feel, and respond. They cause all of your stress, anxiety, self-doubt, frustration, restlessness, and unhappiness. There are 10 different saboteurs, but not everyone is impacted by the same ones. There's a combination of two to four saboteurs that are likely more familiar to you. Are you curious to know which saboteurs are impacting your performance, wellness, and relationships, and how they do so? To take the saboteur assessment, go to positiveintelligence.com forward slash saboteurs. You can also find the link in the episode description right in your podcast app. It's hyperlinked, so you can click right on it. You can also 
also reach out to me afterwards for an insight session if you'd like to dive deeper into your results. So again, to take the saboteur assessment, go to positiveintelligence.com forward slash saboteurs and find out exactly what you need to do to overcome your saboteurs. Okay, another thing I want to underscore in what you said, because oftentimes where ERGs fail and where they become, you know, just venting groups is there's not an ally sponsor of the group. You need somebody who's in senior leadership who is sponsoring this group and making sure that what comes out of these groups is being heard and addressed and all of that. And it sounds like that is all uh, in place. And you also use the term I really want to talk to dive deeply into because I see this is where teams really struggle and sometimes fall apart. There, there can be a lot of turnover if we're not able to have that healthy tension. Talk, yeah. talk a little bit about that. It, it, we really believe and our, I'll speak directly to our executive team. Um, we really believe that if we can have healthy, rigorous debate, we can have better business outcomes. And one of the things we did, um, and many teams in Wind River have adopted this now, on our executive team, we actually put in place a set of principles. We, we had pretty rigorous, healthy debate even coming up with them. <laughs> there, there, you know, there are things like have rigorous, healthy debate. Um, you can disagree and commit. We speak with one voice. And, and so we're, we're constantly referring to those. They're not just a set of principles we came up with in an offsite and then we put them on a shelf and we never refer to them. We, look, we refer to them all the time. And when something isn't going well, we refer to them as well. And, and so it, it has changed the behavior of some of the teams to, to step into what's hard because it's the teams that shy away from you know, having the hard conversation or what's uncomfortable. They, they will have, you know, they might have good outcomes, but they might not have great outcomes. And so we yeah. want to have great outcomes. Yeah. And I, I've seen that in my own experience when we're not allowed to have that healthy debate, like for whatever reason. And I've heard, you know, different people use different excuses. They might be valid excuses, but prevent that healthy debate. Like, and, and typically what I hear is like, oh, this person's too busy. Don't bother them. You know, no, no, no. We're not going to deal with that right now. You know, it just leaves people feeling unheard. And then, what can easily happen is the gossip starts, right? Okay, we can't talk to that person directly, so we're going to talk about them yeah. instead of to them, that sort of thing. And, you know, really bringing people together, which actually is a great segue again to, I wanted to hear about um, the forums that, you know, you're creating at Wind River so that um, people can share their experience, Um and also how you're changing the way managers and employees are connecting. We've had a number of um, panels uh, in as part of our employee resource group. So we had one on, um, on, on pride and we had a number of people inside the company just share their story about what their experience has been like in life and at work. And, the, and they actually gave people advice on how do you, how do you interact? What's the best way to approach? What's the 
Um, what's the way you can bring this into conversation? What's okay? What's not okay? So it was a, a great a form of education. Uh, one of the first things when I got to Wind River was the women's group invited me to do a session on resilience. And they asked me to tell my story about um, having breast cancer and being a survivor and, and, you know, making a change from a big company to a little company. They asked me to tell the whole story. And I was just blown away that this was brought into conversation in a very authentic way. And it was supported by our executive team as well. So again, not shying away from, you know, topics that are, you know, sometimes can be a little awkward or uncomfortable. I can really appreciate that, Anurata, because, you know, I've been, I've been utilizing uh, and working with positive intelligence um, with my clients and with organizations and something I I've taken away from the training for myself and that I've been passing on to my clients and the groups I'm working with is, you know, the currency of trust is vulnerability. You have to be willing to be at least 10% vulnerable in order to build trust. Because without a little bit of vulnerability, when we're all protecting ourselves, not necessarily hiding things, but not sharing them either, it makes people feel like they can't do it either. And the moment we share a little bit, other people feel permission that they can do it as well. Absolutely. We had this great moment in one of our town hall sessions where, um, uh, you know, one of our people asked about wellness and three of us on the executive team have had some health issues. And we all three of us talked about your, your, your wellness, your caring for yourself is number one. You know, everything else is, is way down on the list. It is number one. So we really wanted to send the message that health is wealth and we care about this. We prioritize it at Wind River. Oh and so God. that's why we were very, very vulnerable as leaders about our own health things. You're going to make my heart explode. So let, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about another uh, tense topic. And I, I've heard this um, start to get addressed recently is training and tips for how to address bias when we see it in the moment. Um, it's it's such an important topic because we all have them. That's that's number one. First of all, we all have biases. It's about being aware of them. What are our biases and doing some learning around that and then creating a system and and around how do we, you know, really, really decrease the bias in our system. So for one, one example is that we are in our hiring process, we're doing diverse interview panels. And so when we have an interview um, approach, we make sure that there's diversity in the panels, um, the people that are doing the interviews, and that our um, our slate of candidates is also diverse. And so, when this is an ex- this is one example of the system, but what happens, and this is proven in science, is you have di- diverse interview slate, you have diverse interview panels. Guess what? You get a more diverse workforce. And so, it's just about leveling the playing field and decreasing that bias because you have voices, especially in the interview um, panel that are more diverse. Mm -hmm. And what a great experience for the candidate, right? You know, because if you research a company and they have, you know, something on their homepage that says, this is our diversity, equity, and inclusion statement, you know, this is what we believe. And then you show up for an interview and the people are very homogenous. 
you know, then you're like, uh, what's going on? Exactly. So that experience in the interview, seeing someone that's similar to you, that changes the game. It changes the game. So when I was, when I was considering my move um, and, you know, coming to Wind River, I looked at what was the makeup of the executive team? What is the makeup of the board? What, you know, do, do I see myself as part of this organization? It was really important to me. And, and, you know, look, people inside the company, people that are looking at, at companies like Wind River, they're doing the same thing. They're mm-hmm. doing the exact same thing. Anything else you want to share that you're really proud about going on at Wind River? Um, we are we are just starting this, but we're looking at, you know, how do we inc- how do we increase our talent pools and to have talent pools that are much more diverse? So partnerships with, you know, Blacks and engineering is one example. Like, how do we have more of those so that we have access to greater diverse talent? And um, uh, so we're just standing this up now, but we're really proud that we have a focus on this. And again, it's so supported by our uh, executive team. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how often I hear the excuse and I just roll my eyes like we can't find anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where are you looking? Yes. You're, you're not, you're not giving it an effort. So that that's fantastic. Okay. And you're at a, what, what is the future of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging? I think the, the future really is about, um, you know, having people continue to learn uh, and particularly from people different from themselves. And so um, I really like the idea of getting proximate and and understanding someone that's different from yourself, like spending time. And um, what is their lived experience? What are, what are they um, What are they challenged with? And so uh, we would we would like to spend more time thinking about how do we connect people that are different so that they can learn and expand their aperture. Um, in the world. So that's, that's one that comes to mind. And the other one is, how do we continue to have agile, um, an agile environment? One of the things that we did um, uh, just after I started was we looked at how we were doing performance reviews. And it was like this kind of annual performance review. And we have changed it. So now it's always on. So we have conversations about performance and they're no big deal. They're not this like talk at the end of the year. <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. they're a much more agile approach. And so I really think, you know, that agile thinking applies even in um, DEIB. It applies in how we do our work. We have, to, we have to think differently and apply the growth mindset and be curious about what, what we can do and try things. We're, they're not always going to work, Jody, as you know, like things we're going to try stuff. It's not always going to work. That's okay. We learn, but we have to try new things. Yeah. It's interesting that you brought that up. I only heard this year um, that companies have already started to now, normally it happens at the enterprise level. They tend to be like very cutting edge. So the big companies are like trying new things, but more and more companies are doing away with the traditional performance evaluation and review meeting. And instead they're having touch point meetings. So at no point should you be surprised about you know, whether or not you're meeting expectations and how you're performing and that sort of thing, because it, you're right. It, it's not very 
inclusive and it doesn't create a sense of belonging for someone to get surprised once a year. Remember that like back in the day when you would just be tense, like what curveball is going to be thrown at me that I'm like, I've not been meeting expectations and not even aware that yes. I haven't been meeting expectations. Like those days are gone. The, the future is that that is going away. Exactly. So that we can have real conversations and better outcomes. We actually, um, in our last quarter, we call them sync ups quarterly. So leaders meet with people on their team and they have a sync up discussion. They're very forward focused. They're not as much about the rear view mirror, but they're about, mm -hmm. hey, what are we going to do in the future? And what do you need? We actually have leaders ask the question, what do you need from me as your leader? And we, we, kind of, we surveyed people and asked, what was the experience like? for you to have the sync up discussion. And 97% of people that were surveyed um, or, or that were responded, they said it was a really positive discussion. And I feel like I understand what my, and I'm aligned with my leader on my priorities. That's exactly what we're after. Oh, I love that. Any final thoughts before we start to wrap up? Um, I just, I just would say, be curious, be curious about topics like DEIB, be curious about, you know, people that are different from you. And, you know, how, how can you apply a growth mindset in topics like this and stepping into what's, what's a little spicy, what's a little edgy and difficult to not shy away from that, because there's so much goodness and magic that comes from it. And Yorada, I knew I liked you right from the start because I just released an episode that that's came out right before this episode is coming out on how curiosity is, is yeah. the key. It is the key. Like it's the beginning. It's not all encompassing, but without curiosity, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get very far. And that is definitely a character trait to keep building and keep building, keep building and talking about that growth mindset. You know, you, you've got to have curiosity, like, and just, just in a sense of like being okay with like, I'm not there yet, yes, but I'm going to get there. Yes. That's exactly a growth mindset, Jody. I am not there yet, but I'm going to get there. Yeah. And you're at where can everyone find you if they, you know, cause this has been a fantastic conversation. There's so much we can learn from you. What is the best place for people to connect with you? You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and you can, you can go to the wind river, you know, career page as well. That's, that's a great way to connect with us. And I just, I look forward to hearing from people. I really um, enjoyed this conversation so much, Jody. I'm definitely going to get the link to that career page from you so that it will be right in the show notes. So if you are listening on your phone or a device, just go into the description of the podcast and you'll find those links right there. You can uh, connect with Enyrata on LinkedIn and you can go to the Wind River uh, careers page to check out um, any career opportunities that they have. And Yorada, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are better for having met you. Oh my goodness, Jody. It's been such an honor. I, I just, this conversation was really fantastic. And, and I, I love to talk about these topics and thank you again for inviting me. What were your takeaways from my conversation with Anurada? is something your organization is doing or you'd like to see your organization doing 
to create a more diverse, equitable, inclusive environment in which everyone knows that they belong. Head over to LinkedIn to share your thoughts and takeaways on the posts corresponding to this episode and spread the word by sharing this episode with a friend. As always, I hope this was of value to you and here's to your success.